0: Welcome to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth Podcast with your host, Chris DeRoe. Years ago, Chris was a firefighter and a paramedic and witnessed many people not getting another tomorrow, and it shaped who he is now as a financial strategist. Chris doesn't just help people plan for a secure tomorrow, he helps them plan for a better today. Chris lives in Burlington, Ontario, and is an investment advisor at Three Hats Financial, a trade name of Harborfront Wealth Management and IROC dealer. Let's get to it.
1: Pension planning. Chris Turow is here to make sure you know the ins and outs of what you can do with that pension if you are retiring, maybe changing jobs, or maybe you have lost your job. There are options. I'm Patrice Socorro. Chris, I have to admit, my first question here is: people still get pensions?
2: Yeah, it's the, and there, we still do, there still is a decent amount. Actually, it's about 37% of Canadians still have pensions. Uh, they are decreasing, especially defined benefit, just simply mm-hmm. because of the cost. But you never know. Um, right now, a lot of employers are pretty short employees. So maybe you start seeing different forms and, and ways of pensions to somewhat come back to entice people. I don't know. But right now, yeah, there's still a decent amount. It's just they are definitely increasing or sorry, decreasing. So. decreasing.
1: Yeah, the, the thought of, of bringing them back there to, to entice employees, that's a really good thought. That's a very good thought.
2: Yeah. You heard some rumblings of that. We'll see what happens, but right. anyway, like so that, yeah, so that's what we're going to chat about today is just about, um, we get this quite a bit and we're going to talk about if people decide to leave their employer, what they should do with the pension. And we do get many calls, um, on this over year, uh, Yeah. And, and actually many years ago when I was a firefighter, I actually personally did this myself. So I'm not just talking from an advisor standpoint. Like I actually had to make the decisions personally myself at that time and, uh, went through my due diligence. And at that time it made a a heck of a lot of sense to, for me to pull it out and do what I did with it. And, uh, it was a great decision for me. It's just, it is very important for people to go through this process to make sure they understand all the options because, it has to make sense for their situation. And today, I just hope to go over some of those questions to help these people make it a bit easier and understand what their options are.
1: Now, there are different types of pensions, correct?
2: Yeah, so there's two. There's, defined, there's a defined contribution and there's defined benefit. So a defined contribution pension plan, it's one in which the employer and employee, they both make contributions. So the, these contributions are, it, it's almost... It's like an investment. So it's invested over time um, to provide a payout at retirement. The the final benefit of the pension is unknown because you and the employer are contributing to it. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: it's based on the contributions and the growth of that investment. So since obviously investment returns are unpredictable and subject to market volatility,
0: you don't exactly
2: know what that's going to end up as, but the good news is you're getting free money from your employer to go towards your retirement. You get to choose these investments and the thing that I see many times is when we get new clients, they come in, we start going through everything. We find out they have defined contribution pension plan. And I see this all the time. I'm like, okay, how did you pick these investments? <laughs> well, yes. Well, I don't know. Bob and two cubicles over seems to watch the stock market on, on TV a lot. And he told me to pick this. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you go through the risk level and everything else, you're like, holy smokes, you are definitely, based on what you were telling me, uh, that's not really a fit for you. So (laughs) let's have a chat. And then a lot of times people have no idea what they're and I've even had some people say, I have no idea. I just passed on my coworker to fill out whatever he or she is in. Oh dear. You're kidding. Yeah. No. So even though you have, like, if someone has a defined contribution plan, like your advisor doesn't manage it. Be, because it's the employers that offer it. So usually the financial advisor doesn't manage that. It's through it's through their employer. Mm-hmm. However, what we like to make sure we do is send us a statement or we ha- when we do a Zoom meeting, they log in so we can see what it is and what investment options there is because we've done our due diligence and we know the client very well. So we want to make sure to, that their defined contract, their pension plan aligns with the portfolio that we manage. And uh, we just want to make sure that everything is... On par with what they've told us, so just make sure that if you do have that and you have another an advisor, make sure that they know what the heck you're defined contribution pension plans in. Now, um, if you
1: if you are in one of these, can you change the uh, investment you want?
2: Yeah, good question. Yes, yeah, so with these, you can't just change it to whatever you want. Like, okay, I'm just I, I heard about this mutual fund or this investment. Uh, I'm going to change that. There's a, a predetermined or set list that the employer has bargained or gotten with the pension plan um, carrier to provide the employees. So you can go through and change. Now it's not a massive list usually, but they usually have enough on the menu to satisfy most people's risk level. So you can change it. Good question. The next pension plan is the defined benefit pension plan. And this is just, this is more of the traditional pension. It's the one that provides a specific and predictable benefit or amount of income at retirement. So essentially what it is is it offers guaranteed income for life, which is obviously a very nice asset to have in, in retirement. And that's based on a formula of the plan. The years worked your age. And then once you retire, you get a, a monthly benefit, as I mentioned, for the rest of your life. These pension plans, they, you don't pick the investment to, it's the, the the pension plan that manages that for you. So you don't have to worry about that. This is the more desirable of the two. Mm -hmm. And it's just because once again, it's, you know exactly what you're going to get when you retire at 60, 65, depending on the pension plan and it's going to last for the rest of your life. So because of that though, these are becoming more scarce because they're much more expensive to the employer because there's much more risk on the, on, on the employer for this because They're telling you exactly what you're going to get uh, when you retire. So, the defined contribution, they're like, here, take the money, invest it, and whatever it works out to be when you retire, then great. So, that's really the difference of the two in a nutshell.
1: All right. Now, uh, the defined benefit plan can the employer lower or change the amount that they have quote unquote promised you?
2: That's so over the years. It's not so much the benefit they've changed, but we've seen like the teacher's pension plan and other pension plans where they say, okay, going forward, we are going to change the percent of inflation protection. So okay, they are making slight changes just simply because there's just a whole bunch of factors in regards to that, such as significant amount baby boomers retiring and I, I can get into a whole bunch of things, but they, they, it's not like they can't just go and just change it across the board without significant notice and discussion, all this, but we have seen things like the inflation numbers change and things like that.
1: All right. All right. So we have options here that you wanted to go through. Yeah. Let's start with well, someone's resigning. They're leaving a company. They're, they're getting laid off. However, they're, they're leaving. What can they do? What options do they have? And are they made aware of these options?
2: Yeah, so we'll, I'll start in two parts. First, I'll talk about the defined contribution plan when you leave, because that's the easiest, and it's really simple. So before I get into that, but yes, they, you'll get... Now, every employer is different. Some HR departments will spend time and really educate you on your options. Others, we've had many clients, they just get a package and say, I have no idea what this is, right. and then we go through it with them. So it, it's, a, like, it's across the board, the difference, at the very least you're given a package with all the options, but you'll need, you'll definitely need a professional and an advisor to help you go through that, especially if the HR department hasn't told you anything. So the first pension plan, defined contribution pension plan, it's relatively easy. The full market value of your entitlement can be transferred when you leave. So really what we're talking about today is you decide to change careers, um, you're laid off, or even if you want to retire, but then not keep it in the pension plan. So those are really your three options. Okay. For So basically for the defined contribution pension plan, that market value, it can be transferred to a, a, a personal lira. So I'm going to apologize now that there's going to be lots of mnemonics today, but I'll explain what they all are. A lot of people would have heard them, but so a lira is a locked in retirement account. Basically, it's like a locked in RSP. So the advantage of this is that you will provide, you get, you transfer the money into this locked in retirement account, and now you have full and direct access to a much more diverse range of investment options. And if you left it, and you also will now have your advisor to help guide you through with this, because usually with these plans uh, through the employer, there's no financial advisor helping you, or there is, but they literally have thousands of clients, so you're not... Getting any service with that because they just it's they're there to mention mm-hmm. to manage the pension plan. It's not an individual client relation. So yeah, so those are some of the, the positives. Most people when they decide to resign or if they're laid off, don't want to leave the money with the company, and um, so they they want to change it. And there's not really a ton of benefit leaving it there because, like I said, you're not going to be able to. You're going to have much more options, and investments, pulling it out. You're now going to have an advisor help you with the retirement planning. And you just, now it's under your control. You're not leaving it with that company. And the thing is, though, you will not be able to access in Canada this, you're not able to access money until at least the age of 55. At age 55 or later, the money goes into a thing called a LIF, which is a life income fund, and that allows it to pay out your income. Mm -hmm. There is restrictions on this, like a regular pension plan on the minimum amount and the maximum amount. And that's all based on a formula that you'll get at that time. However, there is a one-time unlocking option. We do this for all our clients just to increase the flexibility when they take the income out. So when a client has money in a lira and they're ready to start taking the money out and we move it to a lift right away, there's a one-time unlocking option that we can take 50% of that amount and move it to their RIF. And the reason we do that is it just gives them a lot more flexibility. So we just automatically do that. Now... I will add, there is a couple options, not common, but I'll just mention them, that you can get the money out earlier than age 55. Uh, those are sm- like a very small balance. It's like under $25,000 and that you'd be able to pull it all out. Uh, if you become a non-resident of Canada for over two years, shorten life expectancy or financial hardship. So those will allow you to take that retirement money out earlier than age 55. And that's really it for defined contribution.
1: Okay. What about the defined benefit then? You said this yeah. defined contribution was easy. Now <laughs> Tell me about the defined benefit.
2: Yeah, so this is this is the more complex one because there is more options. Um, so basically, you, you're going to have four options. One is you can just simply, I'm going to go through the pros and cons of each. Mm-hmm. But one first one is you can just leave it in the pension plan. And when you're at retirement age, you'll get your monthly benefit. Number two is you can move it to a pension plan with a new employer if you're still going to work and that employer has a pension plan, but you have to make sure that both pension plans are compatible and that's not really a common option. The third is a copycat annuity, weird name, I know, and I'll go through it. And then the fourth is you pull out the commuted value. So first one, just simply leaving an existing pension plan. After if you go through all the options, you've done your due diligence, maybe you feel that's best for you. Uh, we usually kind of only see this with the bigger pension plans, like teacher's pension plan, hoop, or OMERS. And uh, yeah, the income is guaranteed for your life. Once you start taking it, you don't need to do anything except obviously notify them when you retire. And you'll want to get though, like when you're doing your due diligence on this, you definitely want to get confirmation on the pension amount you're going to receive when you plan to retire, because it's going to be very different than what you were working towards when you were working there. Because obviously now no money's going into, if you obviously leave at 40 and you weren't going to be pulling the money out till 60, 65. Well, that's a significant difference. So obviously you want to know what that monthly benefit is going to be at age 60 or 65 when you're now not putting any new money into it.
1: Chris, if you leave the money in a, in a, a pension, is there a fee you're going to get hit with?
2: If they do, if they have not been there very, if you haven't been with the employer very long, then it's probably not going to make much sense to leave because the amount will be so small. Uh, so once again, you just have to really just do your research on this and and, and look at this. So we'll talk about more about pulling up the commuted value. That would be more appropriate for that person in that scenario. Next one is moving to a pension plan with an existing employer. So it's worth looking in to see if this is an option. But like I mentioned, it's not a common option because many people will, will change jobs or careers, especially if you're changing careers, it's even less likely. But you have to make sure that if it's... It, Like if you're going from OMERS to OMERS, no problem. Mm -hmm. But if you're going from one pension plan to a completely different pension plan, well, now you need to speak to both to see if they're compatible and what that looks like. So someone for like a nurse uh, who's part of HOOP or or a firefighter that's part of OMERS, when they're switching or moving hospitals or fire departments, it's much easier because the pension plan is just a stain. So you're just moving from a different employer and it makes sense just to keep it there. So that's why, I mean, you just have to just double check on that. The third one is a co- getting a copycat annuity. So this is more for someone that's looking to immediately start drawing income right away. So someone much closer to retirement. And basically what it is, is an annuity that's going to pay you exactly what you would have got if you kept it with the pension plan with the employer and the carrier. If it has bridge benefits, so what bridge benefits are, people with defined benefit pensions usually know this, but what the bridge benefit is, is it just gives you a bump up in your pension payments from 60 to 65, and then it drops off when uh, CPP kicks in. Okay. So it's just it's an expensive option for the pension plan. So if you have it, the copycat annuity is going to have it. If there's inflation protection in the pension plan, the copycat annuity takes that into consideration. And if there's a sort of survivor benefit where you pass away and your wife or husband or significant other is going to still get uh, a payment after you pass. All of that is incorporated in the copycat annuity. So basically the pension will be the exact same. Hmm. So you're probably asking why would anyone want to even, so why would you just not just leave it there then? Yeah. Well, the first reason is, If you don't have faith in the employer or the company and you're worried they may have financial difficulties and you don't feel comfortable with leaving the money there for the rest of your life or, and there has been large companies that where they have gone bankrupt or collapsed and the pensions aren't like a lot of people think like that the pensions are hundred percent protected. Some employers, they weren't and the, the employees didn't lose everything, but they also didn't get exactly the payouts they should have. So. Right. That can concern people. And also, if you got laid off, I think you might be some resentment. Like, I don't want to leave the money with them. So that's where one reason is, and some people just feel much better. Like annuity is through an insurance company, like a large insurance company. There's only three companies right now, large companies in Canada that do this. Uh, and they're the large they're large ones. So some people just feel better knowing the money's with a large insurance company that's protected. So that's one reason. However, the other one which is usually more of the incentive is usually these people will even will get the exact same pension but they receive a good sized lump sum of cash. Dogs. <laughs> yeah, That's always so, an
1: incentive.
2: <laughs> yes. Hey hey well especially when you're going to retirement and yeah. uh, a big chunk of change is definitely a nice nice going away gift. So we have a, a large auto, auto manufacturing company that we've had many employees approach us on this over the years. And basically what it is, is I'm just using this example. It's many employers can do, or many people have this option. So basically they're getting close to retirement. They asked the pension company for a printed out value of the commuted value. Now the word, the commuted value is basically the sum of money that a person is entitled to, to receive as a lump sum payment at retirement through the pension plan. So if you were gonna retire and get those payments per month, that's what the pension plan is. However, there is the option of pulling the commuted value out, which is one lump sum value of that pension plan. And these can obviously be substantial amounts. Over the years, we've had clients with very, very large commuted values. And it just, there's a lot of planning that you want. Like we have a whole checklist to go through this because we get quite a few clients investigating these options doesn't mean they all go through with it because sometimes it doesn't make sense, but we do have a quite a checklist to go through because it's just, we just get a lot of clients asking about this. Mm-hmm. So the client gets a confirmation on the commuted value. So let's just say the commuted value is 800,000. I will send it into the insurance companies to get quotes from all of them to see who's best. And then the insurance companies come back and they'll say, okay, we can do a copycat annuity to mimic exactly your pension for the cost of 720,000. So now the client will get that $80,000 in uh, a lump sum for the and the exact same pension. So that's obviously a bigger incentive. Now, of course, though, the 80,000 is not free, it's taxable income, but it's obviously still better than zero. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: So those lump sums, they can vary. We've seen them anywhere from 50 to a hundred thousand. It all depends on the pension, a bunch of factors. You, you won't know until you get that commuted value until, and it, it's constantly changing. Like if you could have two identical people and they could send those numbers in to an insurance company, six months, eight months, 12 months apart. And the numbers could be different based on an interest rates, age, your spouse's age, all these fa- inflation, all these factors. So yeah, I, for some, Pension plans, though, they don't allow you to even pull commuted value out after the age of 50. So then that option's removed. So it just, it, there's just a lot of moving parts. It depends on the pension plans. I will just touch on the tax consequences. So there is absolutely no tax consequence for the transfer for moving this over, besides you're paying tax in the lump sum that you're in a given. And the reason this is allowed is the insurance company makes sure that from a tax perspective, the copycat annuity is materially indifferent. And that basically means as long as the pension plan benefits are absolutely identical, the copycat and new, there's no tax by moving it over. Now, of course, so once you start the payments and the withdrawals, you're taxing that as regular income, just like you would have with the pension. I'm just talking about the initial transfer of the money and taking it out of the pension plan. If the, if the plans were not identical, well, that person just got taxed on 800,000. Now, You don't have to worry about that because the the insurance company, they obviously take care of all of this to make sure that the plans are identical, but that's how that works.
1: And it sounds to me like you really need a professional to help you with this.
2: Yeah. Like this isn't just a a one week vacation you're planning here. Um, You you want us. And the crazy thing is that is people will go get a travel agent with that, but but then they'll try and figure out, they'll figure out their retirement for the rest of their life sometimes (laughs) by the coffee table at work or uh, like just Google and stuff online. So really when it comes down to this, you just, you gotta make sure you know your options, go through them all and look at the pros and cons of each. What I'll do is I'll now touch on the commuted value one. This is the one that we deal with quite quite a bit.
1: Okay.
2: So the reason we're seeing more and more people do this is people are changing employers much more often. It's not like our parents, like my dad was with the same employer for 40 years. We couple of just numbers to throw at you is um they say that basically average person in Canada will stay at a job for eight and a half years. Well, a lot of people have 30 plus year careers. So you can work that math. Now, the interesting thing is depending on the source, labor statistics, and all these other ones, they all have different numbers, but I've seen some say that if the like the average Canadian from when they graduate college to they retire that they will change jobs/slash careers twelve times. Wow! And and they're the number if they if the stats keep increasing, they're saying it'll be eventually fifteen. I I find that very high, but that that's what um yeah the numbers they're high. So why you're seeing that though too is that it's just people COVID contributed to that since many people decided hey I don't want to go back to an office building or or an employer and they wanted to start a business themselves, or they found a different employer to let them work from home. It's also easier. Like before, if you were an adult and you wanted to maybe change, because changing jobs is one thing, changing careers is obviously a bigger deal because you're completely changing what you do. Now, years ago, you'd have to go back to uh, college and roam the halls like a, like a when you were in your teens like that movie, old school. I don't know if you've ever seen that. But <laughs> I <can't> see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. That's a classic. You got to watch that. But anyways, now because of all the virtual options, a lot of adults can now just get degrees and everything online. So it's easier for them to go back to school and make that jump and change careers. And, and it was just kind of looked upon years ago that you get the employer and you just stay there and you don't move. Well, that's definitely not the case. And now with virtual options, all that There's so many factors now on why people are changing employers a lot more than they used to. So that's definitely one reason why we're seeing an increase in that. The other thing is low interest rates. So why would that make a difference? It's not the only reason someone would do this. However, uh, money talks, and when some of these people get the values of their commuted values, they're large numbers right now. Um, Some of the largest, because as the interest rates are lower, the commuted values are higher there's other factors too, but interest rates do affect the size of commuted value. So that's another thing. And um, yeah, and I've I've had people pull out commuted values for so many different reasons. Um, Like one is I've had a couple, they know they're going to have a shortened life expectancy. So if they have a defined benefit pension and they pass away quick in retirement, yes, if there's a spouse, they're going to get 66% of it, but that's a whole bunch of money just left on the table. Right. Versus you pull out 100% of the commuted value, you start taking income. And now if you pass away, your beneficiary gets all of it. So that's the difference there. And now if you don't have a spouse, and that's only for a spouse. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a spouse, your beneficiaries get next to nothing. If you have defined benefit pension and, and are in retirement and pulling income, your beneficiaries will get very little. So, if you have kids and no spouse, this is just a way to kind of leave them more. So, that's just a reason, a couple of the reasons um, a few people will do that. Also, if the person is years away from retirement uh, and they're leaving, they would prefer to have more control over the money, invest it, and potentially make more. For example, if, say, the individual invests their money and, uh, say, at retirement, now the portfolio was worth a million bucks and the pension plan, if they had stayed and they were going to retire at, let's say, 65, it was going to pay out $50,000 a year or less if kept in the pension plan, but now they have a million dollars in the portfolio and it will continue to grow. Let's say like a, a, a decent rate of 5%, which is an achievable number. You, you don't want to go too unrealistic low and too unrealistically high. So let's say 5%. So now you're getting the same income or higher because you're getting 50 million or $50,000 $50, a year. And now you still have the principal left. So that's where the difference is. Now, of course, 5% is realistic, but as people know, uh, investments or any investment return is never guaranteed. So that's kind of where the trade off is. Uh, So this option is more for people that like we see this more for people that are years away from retirement. So usually people under 50 are looking at this option more um, because they still have time left if they do pull it out to let it grow. Right, right. And if you recall from what I mentioned, about community values when talking about copycat annuities, the pension plan will give a value on what that lump sum is. So you can start figuring that out. And once you have that, if you're eligible, since different pension plans have different rules, you can decide to have that money given to you out of the pension plan. And now half of that will go into a Lira, which we already discussed. So it transfers directly from the pension plan to the Lira, no tax consequences. There's all there's formulas on that. I can't tell you what that amount will be. It's usually around half, give or take, of what the commuted value is. This is the big difference, though. This is uh, the important thing. However, the remaining amount, which is roughly half, is fully taxable as income and you take that you take in a year. And we like we're talking, we've had some of these commuted values seven digits. So it's
1: wow. You're talking yeah, you, taxes.
2: Yes. And you have to make sure you understand that your accountant has to be involved. Like I said, there's a whole process we go for through, with, through this to make sure that it is the best option for that client. Now, however, if you have RSP room, you can use some of that to shelter this remaining cash that will come over. But the issue is most people that have defined benefit pensions, they don't have much RSP room since most of this room is removed when you have a defined benefit pension. So like, let me give you an example. If two people same age making the same income and one doesn't have an employer with a pension plan. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, that,
2: well, if, and the other does, well the one without the pension plan, same age, same income, is going to have much more RSP room than the person that doesn't have the pension plan. Okay. So based on that, we've had to have some people pay large amounts of tax. So Obviously, this is an important thing to figure out. Like I said, you have to have the accountants and your your advisory team involved. You'd want to look at also the timing on if you do do this on the calendar year, you're pulling this out because all of that money is going to be added to your income that year. Other thing you have to be fully aware of is that you're obviously giving up the guaranteed income source. So when you pull money out of a pension plan, it's guaranteed to pay you for the rest of your life. So if you leave that, if you pull it out, well, obviously you're not going to have that guaranteed income, and that's just a couple of things. So then you'd be probably thinking, well, why would anyone do this if you're giving up the guaranteed income and paying a bunch of tax? Well, as I mentioned before, spouse to survivor benefit. If you don't, if you don't have a spouse and you have kids or, or someone else you want, and you're worried about about passing away, then. They'll get more this way versus leaving the pension plan, decreased life expectancy we spoke about, more control, also the decreased life expectancy. You can take out more. So if you know that you may not live an average life expectancy and you want to spend more, you have that flexibility. Whereas the pension plan, it's set how much you get. You can't take out less or more. The other ones which are more common is you're potentially going to start your own business and change careers. And you may need access to some money now and you prefer to just have control over it as well. Since if you're changing business or careers, you're obviously most likely younger. And when I mean younger, I mean, under 60, I don't mean like 20 mm-hmm. and you potentially want to invest it and have control and potentially make more if you invest it yourself or with your advisor. Once again, though, that's never interest. <laughs> the investment returns are never guaranteed. So you have to just, Plan the portfolios appropriately for that. And we have specific portfolios for that commuted value because it's a very different purpose. So, how do you figure out if it makes sense to pull it out? Well, we, like, as I mentioned, we go through our process because it is a big decision. But the first thing you need to do is you need to know if you leave it there and you plan to, you need to know when you think you're going to retire so you can compare numbers. So, say you're going to retire at 60, currently you're 40 and you have 20 years before you're going to touch this money. What will that pension plan pay you at age 60? Let's say it's $50,000 a year, same scenario. Mm -hmm. Now you need to take the amount that will go to the tax from the commuted value. You need to take the amount that will go into the lira and any RSP room, take that into consideration because there's no taxes by sheltering it that way. And the remaining amount in cash that you will be getting, and this is all in the forms that you get. So the numbers are there. You have to just, figure out the amount of tax that's gonna be taken off. And usually it's at least 50%, if not 52. So that's kind of gives you an idea. And let's then at the end of figuring out how much of the cash portion you're left with, let's say everything in it's now 500,000 total. If you take that and invest it once again for the 5% per year, which is just a common number we'll go with for 20 years, you're gonna end up with one a little over $1.3 million. Now at retirement age 60, if you start taking that income of 5% from the portfolio, because that if it continues to grow with that, it means you're not necessarily touching the principal. That's $66,000 a year. So now that amount is higher than the $50,000 you would have got if you left it there. So in this situation, it could make sense. Mm -hmm. You could potentially getting more income wise and still have the original principal invested if you decide you want to take more or to leave to your family. However, if markets are poor and you did the calculation with your individual numbers and your 50K or less from the portfolio will, is gonna be less if you invested it and going through it, well, then you'd be better off with the guaranteed income in the pension plan. And I know I'm going through a lot here today. It's just trying to give people an idea of what to think about as you start to go down this route. But obviously there's many factors here that you need to have help with. Going to keep touching on that.
1: Yeah, and um, as I said earlier, I think you really need a financial professional, some somebody to help guide you through this, who knows the landscape.
2: Yeah, and it, it and it's a, mentioned it's a big decision, and there's also many other factors such as taxation of the income payments, since the payments from the pension plan, if you leave it there, they're 100% taxable as income, but the taxation from the portfolio will not necessarily be 100% taxable since a portion of the cash will be in a non-registered account and a TFSA. So that there'd be potentially less tax coming out of the portfolio versus 100% taxable on the pension. Then you have inflation protection, bridge benefits, all these other things to think about. So like You're Making my head
1: hurt, Chris. You're making my head hurt. How can <clears throat> listen reach you? How can they reach yeah. you? Information.
2: No, no problem. Yeah, well that's enough. Uh <laughs> it just <laughs> Hopefully give people a bit of a rundown and hopefully this helps give some people some insight that that might be in this situation. And if anyone of course has any questions about this, you can always just reach me through my website, three and you can just hit the contact page and uh, we can help guide you through this. If anyone's in this situation right now.
1: Well, if anything, this is a, a wake up call, listen to this podcast. And you know, you realize just how much you don't know and what you could lose if you don't plan. So be sure to follow this podcast, The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth, to know when the latest episode is ready. Share this one with family, with friends who are thinking about changing jobs or who may be out of a job right now because they were laid off. But make sure you do that. Follow and share.
0: Thank you for listening to The Ride, Life, Work, and Wealth podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. All comments are of a general nature and should not be relied upon as individual advice. The views and opinions expressed in this commentary may not necessarily reflect those of Harborfront Wealth Management. While every attempt is made to ensure accuracy, facts and figures are not guaranteed. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing or tax advice. Please seek advice from your accountant regarding anything raised in the content of the podcast regarding your individual tax situation. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.